boy Brad Starks. We are two weeks away from training camp. It's time to get busy on getting ready for these 2021 fantasy drafts. You're probably already several drafts deep, and I'm probably behind the eight ball. You guys are probably way ahead of me, uh, but I'm here now, and I am going to go over just kind of the consensus of 2021. You know, I started this podcasting thing about two years ago. So if you listen to the podcast or the YouTube from the beginning, two years ago, you heard me talking about Dak Prescott as a breakout player, Lamar Jackson as a breakout player. We talked about Mark Ingram as a breakout player. We called Dalvin Cook a top three, top three or top five fantasy back. Two years ago, before the breakout, we called him a league winner. You know, we don't hit everything, but here's here's some of the ones that we did hit. And then we look at last year. Two years ago, we also called uh, Chris Godwin as a breakout player. Last year, we talked about, who did we talk about? We talked about Josh Allen being a top five quarterback. We talked about, there's a podcast devoted to fifth round running back. David Montgomery was a league winner. We talked about Ronald Jones late in drafts uh, before the Leonard Fournette signing could be a league winner. Um, Robbie Anderson, who could forget the Robbie Anderson call? We said he's going to be a top 25 wide receiver. I think he finished like 18 or 17 or somewhere around those. Every year I do this, it seems to get harder and harder. Uh, This year is no exception. But this episode, we're not going to call out the breakout players. We're just going to kind of overview what I think we should be looking at in 2021, our approach to the drafts this year. Every year things change. Every year the fantasy community follows what happened last season. That doesn't win us fantasy championships. When you follow what happens the year before, Typically, you're the odd man out. You're on the outside looking in. So what we're going to try to do is we're going to try to predict what is going to happen in 2021. Who gives a damn about what happened in 2020? It was a COVID-ravaged season. We are looking forward to 2021. Now, another thing. You're, You're used to the podcast introduction, the music. That is not mine. I found that online somewhere. I've had someone create a new a new beat for the Roto Lounge, and I'm going to let you hear that right now as it's time to get something to drink. So get yourself something nice to drink. I will be back. I'm going to get mine. Stay tuned. 2021 season. Looking forward to it. We'll be right back. So glad to be back. We are going to start with the drink of choice tonight. Now, I'm doing something different this time. I'm recording this for the Patreons. I'm going to release this podcast in the audio format, but I'm going to release a video version for the Patreons in case they want to watch it. Maybe they don't want to see my ugly face, but if they do, if they want to check out the Roto Lounge, if they want to check out what I'm drinking tonight, Patreons, this is for you. We're doing this tonight. I just finished a 
my bourbon collection podcast on none other than Evan Williams single barrel vintage. All right, there's going to be a YouTube video on that. There's also going to be my bourbon collection podcast for that. This bad boy, this heaven, this this Evan Williams single barrel vintage is out of Heaven Hills Distillery. But what's cool about this, um, and it's got the white label on it. It says on the very front, the label says that it was put in an oak barrel in 2013. So they tell you when they bottled it. On the back, written in pen, it tells you it was barreled on December 19th, 2013. So this is the 2013 collection uh, of the vintage series. It was barrel number 557. And then they pulled it out of the barrel on 5-6-2021. That makes this a seven-and-a-half-year-old single-barrel vintage from Heaven Hills. It's coming in at an 86.6 proof. So we're going to drink that tonight. Oh, hold on. Let me let me try that again. Let me pop it for you. There we go. Um, and I got a, a nice glass with a cube in it. You know, we missed that sound of the cube rolling around in the glass. So... Pour ourselves some whiskey. Cheers to you, fam. I'm glad to be back. I hope you are ready for some football. We are ready here in the Roto Lounge. We got our whiskey. We got our jazz music. And we're going to talk about the 2021 rookie draft. I'm sorry. Fantasy drafts coming up. I've already had too much whiskey. Too much whiskey. But listen, let's, let's talk about it. All right? So in previous seasons, right, there are certain players that really stick out to me that you can identify as late round league winners, right? We talked about Dalvin Cook earlier. He was a second round pick. We thought he was going to return extreme value to be a top five type back. So he was our second round uh, target. We talk about running backs later in drafts, right? David Montgomery, Ronald Jones. I don't really see that in 2021. I don't really see that late round player, middle round player that's really going to win a fantasy league this season. You know, last year we could have got Jonathan Taylor late in drafts. We could have got Cam Akers late in drafts, middle of drafts. Those players came on at the end of the season and really, uh, you know, became huge assets for us down the down the stretch. I don't know if Javante Williams is that player this year. Um, I don't think Michael Carter is that player this year. You know, Najee Harris is probably going to be a very good fantasy asset. I think he's going to be a bell cow from day one. Um, but again, where is he going? I have my fantasy pros, uh, ECR rankings up now. I think it's called ECR, right? Experts, consistency. Yeah, ECR rankings. But off the off the rip, just just looking at this in in a whole. All right. I think this is the year that we go running back heavy to start the draft. I think I want to start with running back, running back, running back. Wide receivers are so plentiful. The value in wide receivers is that there's just so many of them. I mean, I think people are going to chase like Keenan Allen with Justin Herbert. They're, everyone's always going to chase Devontae Adams with Aaron Rodgers. People are going to chase Tyree Kill with Patrick Mahomes. Not me, not me. I'm not going to recommend you go after those players. I'm going to recommend, I think this year, we are going to go running back, running back, running back. Um, depending on your scoring settings, obviously, 
We we like to take quarterbacks late in drafts because there's just so much value, especially in one quarterback drafts. Now, obviously, Superflex, it's a different animal. Uh, but even in the Scott Fishbowl, even in Scott Fishbowl, I went running back, running back, running back, and that is tremendously skewed to having a good quarterback. And again, it, it depends on your league, depends on your draft mates, what they're doing. But the value just wasn't there for me, so I was going running back heavy. I think I ended up with Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, and Cam Akers, my, my first three picks in the draft. Quarterbacks fall. There's some quarterbacks that we can take chances on this year, and especially wide receivers going forward. So let's just kind of talk about the fantasy pros, uh, the draft rankings, PPR 2021, right? They got Christian McCaffrey first. You know, there's talk about Saquon Barkley. He's saying he's not sure if he's going to be ready week one. I still think he's an elite talent. Obviously, things are going to change when training camp comes. You know, he's going to test that knee. And, and I think Saquon is a running back that we want to have this year. He's got that elite talent. But when we draft players in our first two rounds, we want to draft something safe, right? But when you look at the top running backs, who is safe, right? Chris McCaffrey finally broke down last year after getting you know, like 98% of the snaps his first few years in the league. Is he going to come back and is he going to be fully healthy for a year? Can he withstand the beating, the continuous pounding of being that every down back for Carolina? You never know, but he's going consistent number one. You can't argue with that. Dalvin Cook's going number two. He's getting a ton of carries, right? He's an injury away. Um, Alvin Kamara, you got possibly Taysom Hill starting in, in New Orleans. Jameis Winston, you don't know what that Saints offense is going to look like. So Kamara's kind of rich for me to take number three overall. Then you have Barkley. Uh, and, you know, it's you're taking a chance with Barkley. Obviously, if he's healthy and he plays a full season, you know, he is matchup proof. He can provide a great season for you. So I do like Saquon. Some other players that I like this year, I really, I really like. I really like Zeke Elliott this season. You know, a lot of people are down on Zeke last year because, you know, he, he got paid. Dak got injured. He kind of checked out. Tony Pollard came in, looked good. And again, I'm going to say this a lot. The fantasy community always is worried about what you've done for me lately. So people are overvaluing Tony Pollard. Listen, Zeke Elliott is that offense. He was the top three fantasy running back last year when Dak was healthy, when Dak went down, Andy Dalton came in, Ben Venucci, any of these guys, Garrett Gilbert, whoever the fuck these guys were, he he checked out. He said, you know what? I'm going to save my body. You know, he was fumbling a lot. He's back in the lab. He's He's grinding. You see videos of him. He's leaner than I've ever seen him before. He looks like he's hungry. He's going to come out. I think Zeke should probably be in the top four running backs this year. I would take Zeke over Alvin Kamara definitely this year. I think he's going to be hungry. And if you believe that Dak is going to be good this season, then you got to believe that, that Zeke Elliott is going to be a top five fantasy running back this season because without Dak in the lineup, it allowed defenses to really key on the run and really try to take Zeke out of the game. With Dak in there, you have a healthy Amari Cooper, you have a healthy CeeDee Lamb, a help, healthy Michael Gallup. It's going to open up lanes for Zeke Elliott. He also has a higher reception total when Zach or when Dak is in the lineup. So if Dak's healthy, we love Zeke Elliott this year. Um, I like Jonathan Taylor this year. 
You know, obviously, I think he's going to be the bell cow this year in Indianapolis. We'll see what Carson Wentz brings to the table. Love Jonathan Taylor this year. Some other running backs. Um, man, I see. I'm already looking at this, and I see, like, Travis Kelsey going in round three. I'm not trying to target Travis Kelce this year. I'm not trying to target George Kittle this year. I'm not trying to target Darren Waller this year. The guy that I want in all my fantasy leagues this year is TJ Hawkinson. And call me crazy. Call Roto Lounge crazy. They do it every single season. I'm used to them calling me crazy and telling me I don't know anything about fantasy football. But I'm telling you this right now. I believe that tight end four is TJ Hawkinson's floor this year. And I believe that behind Travis Kelsey, I think that TJ Hawkinson can finish as the tight end two in PPR scoring ahead of George Kittle and ahead of Darren Waller. And the reason I say that is because, one, I think Oak or the, the Raiders, they, they signed John Brown... Henry Ruggs is there now. They're gonna. There's talk about trying to implement him more in the offense. They got Josh Jacobs and they added Kenyon Drake. I think the offense is just gonna be a little different. I think they they want to get away from Darren Waller, um, and I think that Darren Waller, you know, may he's still gonna be the stud. He's still gonna be you know a focal point because he's really really good. But I think that. The Raiders are going to try to spread the ball around, and I think that he's going to take a hit. I think he's probably still going to be you know, a top five tight end this year, but I think he's going to take a step back. And then Kittle, Kittle, he's battled injuries every single season. Now he's going to be competing with a healthy Debo Samuel. He's going to be competing with a healthy Brandon Ayuk. And if for some reason Trey Lance becomes a starter there, Trey Lance has that rushing upside, that offense is just, just going to look a little different. So while George Kittle might be a threat to real NFL defenses, what type of focal point is he going to have, you know, if that offense shifts, right? I think TJ Hawkinson is going to be the focal point of Detroit's passing game. Jared Goff has proven he can throw it to the tight end. He was very successful throwing it to Tyler Higby when uh, Gerald Everett was out. Um, and who else do they have? Who else do they have? They have uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. They have Quintez Cephas. Um, they have um, the, the receiver uh, Perriman, Rashad Perriman. They don't really have anyone uh, that's going to threaten a defense, but TJ Hawkinson can line up as an inline tight end and have a mismatch if they put a linebacker on him or a nickelback, and I think he's going to be uncoverable this year. TJ Hawkinson is someone that I really, really want in drafts this year. I'm going to be targeting him later. We're going to come up with strategies, right? We're going to look at this. We're going to come up with strategies. Getting TJ Hawkinson is going to be a primary goal of ours in fantasy drafts this season. Um, we do like Cam Akers. I think the Rams are going to have a really successful offense this year. And we don't want to take quarterbacks early, right? You see Patrick Mahomes going in round four. We don't want to take him in round four. We don't want to take quarterbacks early. We want to take quarterbacks late. Obviously, we want to take a quarterback with that rushing upside. You know, your your Russell Wilsons, Kyler Murrays, Josh Allens, Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson is going to have a breakout season this year. I think he's going to be back in in the talk of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. Love targeting Lamar Jackson late this season. I think they're going to implement more of a passing offense. Um, Rashad Bateman is another player that if you can get late, you know, he's not – I don't think he's going to have a Justin Jefferson-type breakout season, but I think he's going to have some good games. I think – 
Uh, he is going to be the guy that Lamar Jackson kind of relies on, quick slants and and, and getting open, and, and he's an elite route runner. I think he's going to be very good. So Lamar Jackson is someone we want to target late. But if those receivers or those quarterbacks are taken early, we're going to wait. We're going to wait on quarterbacks like Matthew Stafford, who let me see where he's being drafted. Let, let me see if I can do this to quarterbacks. So we got Lamar Jackson going as the fourth quarterback overall. Then you see Ryan Tannehill at number 10 behind Jalen Hurts. I'm going to take Ryan Tannehill all day over Jalen Hurts this season. Then you got Brady at 11, and you have Stafford at 12. People want to go after Brady because of last season. However, we can't go off last season, right? Matthew Stafford is being put in position this year to be this year's version of Tom Brady, a top 10 quarterback that's going being drafted outside the top 10. We could see Stafford around quarterback 8, quarterback 7 when the season's over with. Um, depending what type of season Cam Akers has. Um, but I'm definitely looking at Matthew Stafford later in drafts. If for some reason we're going running back heavy, TJ Hawkinson, wide receiver, we're gonna wait to those later rounds to, you know, to 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 knock out the Matthew Staffords, Ryan Tannehills. I also like Sam Darnold this year. I know that sounds crazy, but I'd like Sam Darnold to be a potential top 12 quarterback this year in fantasy drafts. And also, you got to take a look at Trevor Lawrence. I mean, as a rookie, you know, he's going to have some games where the Jaguars are behind and they're just going to score fantasy points. Um, He's probably going to throw his fair share of interceptions. But I think the Jaguars are going to sling the ball around. And I'm really high on Visca this year. I like Visca. Um, obviously I don't want to draft him in the elite rounds, but we're going to wait on, that's why we're going to wait on wide receiver this year. Players like LaVisca Sonault, Jerry Judy, Brandon Ayuk, some of these second year wide receivers that really haven't taken that elite step. We might see them take that elite step in year two, and we're going to target those guys. So let's go back to our, our overview of everybody. And again, you know, Calvin Ridley is getting a lot of this hype. I'm not really big on Calvin Ridley. I'm not really big on Kyle Pitts. I can see a scenario where where the Falcons just fucking suck this year, right? Where Calvin Ridley can't beat a number one cornerback. Then they double-team Kyle Pitts. And Mike Davis is Mike Davis, right? Who else are they going to throw the football to? I think that the Falcons' offense is going to be easily defended by really smart defensive coordinators. And you heard it here first. Do not be surprised if the Atlanta Falcons are the bust of the season this year. And anyone that you draft high on the Falcons this year is a disappointment. So I am avoiding the Falcons at all costs. I don't trust the new coach. I don't trust that offense that they're building without Julio Jones taking away a number one defensive back. I don't think Calvin Ridley is that alpha like Julio was. I definitely don't think Kyle Pitts is going to be a dominant force as a rookie. And Mike Davis is Mike Davis, right? Um, so you heard it here first. Don't be shocked if the Falcons are a team that you wish you avoided on draft day. Um, let's see. I'm not going after Aaron Jones because I, I like, you know, A.J. Dillon later in drafts. You know, I think A.J. Dillon could – he didn't break out last year like we thought, but I think he could have a role this year, uh, splitting time, maybe some goal line carries. We'll see. It's his second year in the offense. We'll see what happens. Also, that Green Bay team could look completely different without Aaron Rodgers. I can't make a prediction whether Aaron Rodgers is going to report or not, but if he doesn't, you're going to be glad you didn't take Aaron Jones 
or Devontae Adams. Uh, let's see, who else? Michael Thomas is falling in drafts. He's falling down to wide receiver eight. I think he's a much better value than that. But again, these first three rounds, I want to go running back. I want to go players like McCaffrey, Cook, Barkley, Zeke, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, who else we got? Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon is going to have a great season this year. Again, every year is based on injury. He seemed to have some type of injury every single season. They got the offensive line coach back, the run coordinator. They're saying that this is going to be Joe Mixon's year with the heaviest workload he's ever had. He's been splitting with Giovanni Bernard since he's been a rookie. There's no more Giovanni Bernard. The only player that he's splitting with is either going to be rookie out of Michigan, Chris Evans, or Travion Williams, who he himself cannot stay healthy. This is the year for Joe Mixon. Either you're all in on Joe Mixon and he's going to win you a fantasy title this year, or he's going to bust again, and that's going to be the end of Joe Mixon. So pick which side you're on. I'm on Team Joe Mixon. I drafted him in Scott Fishball. I think the ceiling is amazing for Joe Mixon. We saw last year when Zach Taylor gave him the ball against Jaguars, and I know it's the Jaguars, but he gave him the ball. I think he had 200 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, elite production from Joe Mixon. If he can get the rock, I love Joe Mixon this year. We're going to be taking him over some of these receivers because we can get receiver depth later in drafts. All right, Cam Akers. We love Cam Akers, right? I wouldn't even mind taking Najee Harris. I like Najee Harris. A receiver that I like this year, another receiver breakout that I like this year uh, is Terry McLaurin. I think what he did with Alex Smith and Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen and all these scrub quarterbacks that he's had Ryan Fitzpatrick's coming in there with that YOLO mentality I think Tara McLaurin is in line for a top 10 wide receiver season this year and he's going as wide receiver 12 so for us to get a return on investment he really needs to be within the top 10 you know top 8 top 7 because that's early uh, to draft him in round 4 right now he's going in round 4 pick 29 Oh, that's I mean that's that's kind of a little early for me with with him because you know I want to go running back running back running back but if we're in round four you know what fam to be honest with you I might go four straight running backs this year because I'm not convinced later in draft that there's going to be running backs that can help carry us this year in draft and in, in, in leagues so I want to go running back heavy in 2021 and we're gonna there's plenty of receivers to pick from we're gonna nab tj Hawkinson probably in round five or round six we'll see where he's going according to this draft um and then we're gonna you know don't draft with emotion because i already see round five we see players like josh allen going and again you want to chase last season right but we can't do that if we identify Josh Allen last year as a top 5 quarterback when he was going at like quarterback 15 or quarterback 12 or whatever quarterback he, that's how you win your fantasy drafts you don't draft these quarterbacks at their ceilings because you have very little room for a return on investment so when we're looking at players to draft obviously our first two rounds we want to try to be safe we want to try to take players that we feel like are going to be there for the entire season then we want to start taking chances on ceiling plays. We don't want to draft a player at his ceiling, right? We want to draft a player in the third round that potentially could be a top five player, a top five running back, or a top three wide receiver. That's what we're aiming at in round three. 
And I want to go with running backs heavy this year because, again, I don't think there's going to be a lot of them in the later rounds that we can really rely on. I'm not big on Rojo this year. I'm not big on Leonard Fournette. I do like Giovanni Bernard, and we'll talk about him, but is he a league winner? I don't think he's a league winner. I don't think we have any of those running backs that are really going to, like, dominate from start to finish. I mean, players like maybe Damian Harris or Chase Edmonds, these type of players are going to give you good weeks. But are they the type of running backs that you can count on every single week to help you win a fantasy draft or a fantasy league? I don't think so. So I want to go running back heavy to start the draft, get a top four tight end. Then we're going to pluck our wide receivers and our quarterback. And then we're just going to build depth. And we're going to ride that out for our championship in 2021. Some players that I'm kind of fading early on, and you're not going to like this, but I'm fading DeAndre Swift. I don't think DeAndre Swift is going to be an every week player. I'm fading him. I'm fading J.K. Dobbins. I don't think J.K. Dobbins is going to be an every every week player. I think these guys are going to take a backseat some games to your Gus Edwards and your Jamal Williams. You know, I don't want those type of players. I want guys that are going to be the focal point of their offense every single week. That's why I'm going after guys like Najee Harris and Cam Akers and Joe Mixon. Um, guys that aren't really going to split with anybody. They're going to be the bell cows of their offense. And a guy that I really like late, well, he's going right now in round five, and that's Miles Sanders of Philadelphia. I mean, people are sleeping on Miles Sanders because last year he was injured. But look, when he was healthy, he was getting a 75% market share of the offense. He is an elite talent. He is the bell cow in Philadelphia. Don't worry about Kenny Gainwell. Anyone that's worried about Kenny Gainwell is just too hung up on rookie fever and worried about rookies coming out. Dude was a fifth-round pick. He's not going to have any type of impact his first year unless there's an injury to Miles Sanders or an injury to, I think, Jordan Howard's there. Right? Don't worry about Kenny Gainwell. Don't worry about Carrion Johnson, the, the guy that was backing up DeAndre Swift, who was a rookie, and backing up in, in, um, Adrian Peterson. I mean, Carrion Johnson might not even make the fucking roster. Do not worry about that. Miles Sanders is being slept on. He is one running back that I think that we get him in round five. He could be last year's David Montgomery, right? I made a podcast. I said David Montgomery, round five, could be a league winner. What do you do? We turn around. He ended up finishing, I think, number eight running back overall, number five running back overall. I don't remember what it was. This year, that could be Miles Sanders. Last year, Miles Sanders was going like round two. End of the round one, early round two, Miles Sanders. Now, his value has dropped because of injury, but he's healthy this year. Don't worry about all this fucking competition, fake bullshit. Miles Sanders is an elite talent. If he falls to round five, I don't see how we pass on him. We have to take him and add him to the team. Keep your eye on Miles Sanders. See what's happening in training camp with him. Then right after him, you see David Montgomery. Round six, you see TJ Hawkinson. Would love to have TJ Hawkinson in round six. Uh, depending if we go running back, running back, running back, we could take Hawkinson in round three. Obviously, if he's going early round four, he's going in the third pick of round four. So you're going to have to either have that top three pick in round four or you're going to have to take him in round three to pair him with your two stud running backs. Also in round four, you see Lamar Jackson, you see Kyler Murray, you see Dak Prescott. I'm not I'm not going that early on Dak Prescott this year. I know I know you guys love Dak Prescott, right? And and we called Dak Prescott breakout years ago. We were ahead of the curve on Dak Prescott, okay? However, he's coming off an ankle injury, 
right? Will he have a good season? Yes, I think so. But if we're drafting him in round six, we might be drafting him at his ceiling, man. I, I think there's just other quarterbacks I'd rather have. I'd, I'd rather definitely have a lot of players um, before him in this in this um, this tier. Guys like TJ Hawkinson, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, um, Brandon Ayuk, Russell Wilson. I'd rather have those guys over him in this round. So I'm going to pass on Dak Prescott this year. I'm going to ride Zeke. My gut just tells me if we're going Dallas, we're going with Zeke this year. Uh, tier 7, Jamar Chase, way too early. DJ Chark, way too early. We want to go with Visca. We think he's going to be the uh, PPR machine in Jacksonville. Uh, Robbie Anderson is going at 71. I like DJ Moore this year better. Last year we, we talked about Robbie Anderson. I like DJ Moore this year better. I think Sam Darnold... Is going to have that rapport with Robbie Anderson, but I think he'd probably be more of a deep threat this year and let DJ Moore kind of work the center of the field, kind of like Jameson Crowder did last year. So I do like DJ Moore this year better than uh, Robbie Anderson. And he's going way too early. He's going at 71 overall. Last year, he was going at like 171. That's how you win your fan and cheese drafts. You get these guys late in drafts. They far exceed. Uh, their value and they help you win fantasy titles. We're not drafting Robbie Anderson at his ceiling uh, at 71 overall. Again, you know, we could go through these guys like Damon Harris. I think he's is a decent late round pick. I think he's going to return value, but is he a league winner? I don't think so. Um, again, we talked about Gio Bernard. I think Gio Bernard handpicked by, by Tom Brady. I think Rojo is the best pure runner of the group. I think Leonard Fournette earn uh, an extension because of his playoff performance and Tom Brady appreciated that he, you know, performed well in the playoffs, so he's rewarded for that. But if he doesn't bring that work ethic, he could be on the chopping block. I think Gio is going to be a third down back. He hasn't ever had a season under 30 receptions. Tom Brady and James White, you know, some seasons they connect on 60, 70, 80 uh targets they connect on a year. I I think Gio is going to be that guy. The third down back could sneak some touchdowns in. Um, hey, you never know. He could even overtake and be the number one running back. I don't think so, but maybe he could be the majority of the backfield uh, if Tom Brady loves him. So we're going to target him late just as a flex player. Visca's going in round eight. Matthew Stafford's going in round eight. We love that. We love that. Um Tyler Higby's going around eight. We love that value, you know, so we can get into more of this, but I just kind of wanted to give you just an overlook of the 2021 draft of what I'm thinking. I think we got to go running back heavy this year, fam. I think we got to go running back heavy this year. I don't know if I mentioned Jerry Judy. I love Jerry Judy this year. I absolutely fucking love Jerry Judy this year, but running back heavy. TJ Hawkinson, quarterback after that, we're looking at Tannehill. We're looking at Lamar Jackson. We're looking at Sam Darnold. We're looking at Matthew Stafford. Obviously, Darnold way, 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 way late. But if we had our choice, late in drafts, fifth, sixth round, we're looking at Lamar. We're looking at Stafford, you know, Russell Wilson. These quarterbacks we're looking at late while people chase last year's stats. We don't want to do that. Right then, we'll get receivers late. We're gonna get the Viscas. We're gonna get the Judys. We're gonna get the Ayuks. The players that they haven't broke out yet. But before you know it, these are gonna be household names, wide receiver ones that people are gonna be chasing next year. And we're gonna be a year ahead of 
of our competition because that is the the the, the whole purpose of the roto lounge is being one step ahead of our competition and that's what we do. We identify these players that we want before the rest of the industry is on them. I'm looking forward to a good season, fam. I am looking forward to a good season. I'm glad to be back. Mm. I got myself a new computer. It's a little faster. Um, I, I, I got some stuff for the patrons here. We're going to upload this so you can watch the video. And you can see me in action talking shit on this microphone. But anyways, we're back. 2021 season. We're going to win some fantasy championships this year. I promise you that. We're going to have podcasts. We're going to talk about breakout wide receivers. Do some deep diving. Uh, running back breakouts. Do some deep diving. Quarterback breakouts. Do some deep diving. We can even talk about tight ends. But I'm telling you, TJ Hawkinson is the guy to have this year. Oh, in my opinion, I don't know if it's just if I don't know what it is, but I just have this feeling he is just going to erupt this season. I got to have him everywhere, and it, it, and his draft capital right now is a positive. He's going around, you know, round five, tight end four. I think that's his floor. I think tight end four is his absolute floor. I think you could see him make a run at tight end one this year in twenty twenty one, far exceed his draft. Um, capital i'll let you go guys i'm just talking listen love the support appreciate you find me on uh twitter at roto lounge find the patreon page help support the roto lounge help us grow this thing uh and help you win some championships bourbon bowl 2021 coming soon can't wait for that until next time fam for the new music this has been your boy brad starks been the Roto Lounge.